you're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. When I say unfinished, what do you think of? Oh, um, I think I think our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think of all the unfinished projects I have that I have to complete. <laughs> so when you think of finished, what do you think of? Finished? Uh, clock out. Day is done. Mm. I'm finished. All finished. Yeah. Unlike my house projects. I'll never be finished. <laughs> so why are they unfinished? Well, it's all the little things. Like, you know, we did that floor, the sticky tiles, mm-hmm. you know, to cover up the unsightly floor we had. So threw those sticky tiles down. That was easy until you get like to the last corner at pieces where there was some more cuts. And we had the bulk of the floor down. So it's like, hey, floor is new and we could celebrate and then it's just that little extra edging i had to do that i'll get around to so it was close enough close enough yeah but it's still unfinished um not yet but it's on my to-do list um but it's all good so um we were talking about the finished work Mm. because of the work we see finished by the jews with the rebuilding of the walls so why is it important to finish um because a job not done is um, a job half done is incomplete. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and well, I mean, for these guys, they're rebuilding a wall. That's not it's their main defense. It's not a job that you want half right. done. Right. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, if you do a half job, your neighbor's going to see you and build up your your wall all the way. And yeah, like hey, your fence That's was why halfway I don't have done. People over until this is finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which, yeah. and you saw, you know, when the Jews went to rebuild the walls, it wasn't easy. They had opposition as well. Right. Right. Yeah. So in Nehemiah, uh, we were talking about the story there and just how powerful it is. So give us a picture of what that looks like. Well, they were going to rebuild the wall and their enemies were mocking them for one mm-hmm. saying, you can't do this. In fact, it says, uh, they mocked the Jews and they said, um, uh, what are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they finish it in a day? Um, and they were making fun of them. But Nehemiah said in verse 6, We built a wall, and the whole wall was joined together, for the people had a heart to work. That's good. That's good. Nowadays, that's pretty hard to find, to have a heart, heart to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, apparently that's half the battle right there is just having the heart, wanting Having the desire and the vision to do it. Yeah, that's a good point. They needed the vision, too, to know what they're doing. Um, and, of course, they, they had the the opposition. Once it went from they saw mocking wasn't working, uh, it went to attacking. And they were being physically assaulted for trying to rebuild the walls. Right. Um, it picks up in verse uh, 16 after people were attacking him. It says, from that day on, half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held the spears and the shields, the bows and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah and they were rebuilding the wall, um, each one doing their work while holding a weapon. So literally we have here one hand on the bricks Mm -hmm. and one hand on a sword. Yeah, on guard the entire time because at any at any moment you could be attacked. Right. So you better be ready. And that, when I think of today for us, 
we have a work to do. God has given us a work to do. Not only are we ministers of reconciliation, right? We've got the gospel to spread. We can be the light in a dark world. We can use what what God has shown us in our own lives to teach and encourage others spiritually that you meet. Um, Plus, we've got our families to provide for, the jobs that God has given us. Um, We have a work to do. Right. But there's a spiritual battle going on. Yeah. I mean, taking the sword, what does that represent for us? Well, for us today, it would be the Bible. Absolutely. Ephesians 6 talks about taking on the armor of God. Mm -hmm. And in verse, I think, 17, it talks about how the word is the sword of the spirit. So, you know, we're not advocating that everybody goes and gets a sheath on their belt and have a nice sword, you know? Right. Um, but that the word of God it be at your fingertips as if it were a physical weapon. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to look at building as a physical thing that we do in our day-to-day life. We are, you know, building, furthering the kingdom of God. We are, we are building, we can say building memories with our kids. We are building, it's a physical thing, but the spiritual side of it, as we talked in previous episodes, looking at things through a spiritual lens is you have one hand on the word. You have one hand on the spiritual, um, weapon that's going to help you get through life and one hand on the physical side. So as you're building and going through life, you're also putting onto this, um, the sword, which is the word of God. Now, what happens if you were to take your hand off the sword in Nehemiah's day, I think it would be pretty detrimental if they took their hand off that sword. The enemy obviously was watching their every move to wait for opportune time to attack. Oh yeah. I think having two bricks in your hands wouldn't be good oh well let's go ahead and get him now yeah from the story it sounds like guys were kind of creeping around watching them and if they saw that you let your guard down for a second they could quickly come up on the hill with a sword against you and unless you're ready to quickly pull out that sword and go Mm -hmm. um you're gonna fall victim so like you said today whatever it is we're under attack i mean and the enemy comes in different ways you know the, the scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, spiritual powers of darkness um, that we don't necessarily see. And so Satan is looking at every way he can get you down. First, he was trying to discourage these guys and mock them and everything. And it's like, what is Satan coming at you with? Is, is it with depression? Is it with anger? Is it, um, you know, how is he trying to knock you down? Right. And then what's our defense against it? And the other thing, when you, if you picture for a second what these guys were going through, when you're building a wall, until you get to a certain point, you're looking down. And I guess even then you're on a ladder looking down at, at your work. You have to, in order to look out for the enemy, you have to be aware. You have to be on the lookout. Situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we have to, I guess what you could call it is spiritual situational awareness. <laughs> it's a mouthful. So <laughs> say. Um spiritually are are we as aware to where it's like, hey, um I can see, I can sense that there's an opportunity here for Satan to work. I'm letting my guard down or he's coming at me with this. Why am I feeling this way? Is this of God or is this of Satan? Right. And that's where our defense is the word of God. Absolutely. So what happens if a person is not equipped for battle? 
Well, these guys... You're building your wall. Yeah. But you don't have a sword, or you don't know how to use the sword. They had all their tools and equipment they needed. And the cool thing is that scripture says that we have all that we need in Christ. But the key is that you have to be in Christ. Yeah. You know? That's right. um, and that's that's a positional statement. You are either in Christ or you're not. You either know, hey, if I die today, I'm going to heaven, or you're not sure, or you only hope. Which brings us to another finished uh, conversation. Like oh, Jesus. the finished the work. Finished, the finished work. It is finished. It is finished. When um, Jesus was praying in John chapter 17, um, he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that he may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. That's it. It's done. Key verse being, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. So what is the finished work? Finished works, uh, the gospel. I mean, you know, you look back at Nehemiah. And he was rebuilding a wall. Why? To restore. Yeah, because it, it was broken. It was. And so he had to rebuild it. And Jesus is doing the same thing. He's rebuilding what was broken. Right. Only in this case, what's broken is our relationship with God. So from Adam, the time that Adam and Eve sinned and death spread to all, uh, like that, that relationship with God was broken. But likewise, Jesus, his one act of righteousness spread to all so that anyone who believes in him will be saved. Yeah, I think instead of saying um, building a wall, I think a bridge would be a little bit more of a, a picture that people could identify with, you know, that the bridge between God and man was was destroyed, was broken um, when sin entered. But when Jesus came, he provided that bridge so that we have that relationship with him again. The way. The truth and the life. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where you hear it. Jesus is the way. But in Romans uh, 3.23, it tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And there's something to be said about the glory of God. Even in, in Jesus's prayer, he says over and over again, different places. Um, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. And what we're told is that we fall short of that. We can't. We can't glorify God. So how how is it that we're able to? Through Christ. Through Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that he talks about that, of that, that through his life, he's saying, Father, I've glorified you. And that's the, the sinless life that we see Jesus live. Every moment he, he was yielding to the Father. And he's saying that at the end, like, I've done it. And then now he says, now you glorify your son. If people say, how do you become a Christian? I mean, what does it mean to become a Christian? And it's really not complicated at all. It means that, one, you you admit that you're a sinner. You recognize that the relationship is broken. Right. And then, two, you then believe that Jesus, that God has raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and that Jesus is God's son. Um, and then if you believe that, you confess with your mouth. You know, the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart 
uh, you will be saved. So it it is with the heart uh, that one believes, and it is with the mouth that one confesses Jesus as Lord. And that's what it means for someone to say, I'm going to make Jesus the Lord of my life. He becomes Mm. number one because it's finished. And that's why it's important to finish. Because if it was incomplete, it wouldn't be done. It wouldn't be done. So we should always finish what we started. Are we finished? We're done. 